you know what? Why not look at more takeaways from these previous two preseason matchups for New Jersey Devils? Because there was a lot to be excited for. I know it's preseason, but still, let's talk about it on today's episode of Locked on Devils. Buckle up, everybody. You're Locked on Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked on Devils with Trey Matthews. Elias scores! Oh, Steven stepped up, nailed him. Rodora's got the puck. What a shot. The Devils win the Stanley Cup. All righty now. What is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to Locked on Devils podcast here on Locked on Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer, and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. So the last couple of days have been nothing but preseason action for New Jersey Devils, and they've already walked away with two W's. And now their next game at the time of recording when this episode goes live will be against the New York Rangers. Now, obviously, the New Jersey Devils have a lot of momentum going their way. There's a lot to look forward to. I don't anticipate players like Jack Hughes, Dougie Hamilton, Andre Pilat, all those guys. I don't anticipate for them to play. I have no idea what the status is like for Nico Heischer. I doubt he plays either just because um, I, there, there's really no reason to rush him back just because I, I know it's cramps. And it's nothing that serious. But at the same time, you know, what have I been saying about preseason? You have nothing to gain, but you have everything to lose. So uh, as you guys know, I have a lot of associates amongst the New Jersey Devils so, uh, circle. So uh, I have uh, eyes in the sky, even if I'm not at the Prudential Center myself. So uh, a friend of the show, Chrissy Flannery, was at the preseason matchup against the New York Islanders. And Alex Bonsi also released his five takeaways against the Montreal Canadiens game. So we're going to look at their key takeaways, and I'm going to give you guys my initial reaction to them because um, obviously I can't cover every little thing, but it's nice to have different perspectives. It's nice to get a various amount of opinions and whatnot. So we're going to look at their takeaways. I'm going to give you guys what my initial thoughts are. And, you know, there might be some repeats because obviously they talked about the H2O line, which is the Holtz, Hughes, and Andre line. But, you know, it, that, that line has been impressive so far. So you might hear uh, me repeat it. Now, let's just start with the uh, first game of the year, which was against the Montreal Canadiens. Well, I say first game of the year, first exhibition game of the year. And that was against the Montreal Canadiens. So, Alex Shabansi, his first takeaway, Blackwood looks sharp. I would have to agree with that. Now, here's the thing, and someone, I think, mentioned it either on Twitter or in the comments section, which is you don't want to overreact to the goalie situation for the New Jersey Devils. They've had a good past couple days, but the fact of the matter is simply this. It's a long season. Like, the, the preseason doesn't even hold a candle to the regular season because guys aren't going 100 miles per hour. Uh, guys aren't really playing up to par. They're a little rusty. And quite honestly, you know, you know, some of these teams are not putting their best line combination out there because the main point of preseason is just to sort of hold like a tryout period for some of these young guys, like guys who want to make the roster, guys who probably are playing in the AHL and they're just looking for some, NHL action, even if it's a beta version of it. So Blackwood does indeed look sharp. He does look like he's recovered well from his ankle injury last year. But, you know, I don't want to overestimate anything. So I'm going to say that's a bit of a of an overreaction. Not, not on Alex Shabansi's part. I'm just saying 
in general for the New Jersey Devils uh, fan base, which is, and probably myself as well, which is, I love what Mackenzie Blackwood did against the Montreal Canadiens. I think he and Nico Dawes stood tall and held the fort down nicely, and they made a lot of great saves, even though the New Jersey Devils uh, outshot the Montreal Canadiens in that preseason action. Uh, I felt as though the Montreal Canadiens had better grade A chances, and Blackwood and Nico Dawes were able to stymie them. So impressive outing for both of them, and Alex Bonte hit the nail on the head. Blackwood does look sharp, but I'd say approach that with with um, some sort of calmness and caution as well, just because like uh, preseason, like I just mentioned, does not hold the candle to the regular season. Long season ahead, you're not really seeing the best of the best out there on the rink. More of just a lot of experimental uh, line combinations, whatever the case might be. So, yes, Blackwood has indeed looked sharp. Now, next takeaway, and this is something I alluded to in a previous episode. Devil's power play showed early signs of improvement. So here's what Alex Jabonsi had to say about that. So there's no way around it, but the Devil's power play last season has not, was nothing short of a disaster. It wouldn't have changed their fate in the standings, but an average man advantage could have helped them grab a couple more wins than they had. That's why Devils general manager Tom Fitzgerald made a change this offseason and replaced assistant coach Mark Recchi with Andrew Burnett, a Jack Adams finalist. And like I said, the reason why I like uh, Andrew Burnett so much is that because he was a Jack Adams finalist, like Alex Monsi just mentioned, he was able to lead the uh, Florida Panthers to the President's Trophy. And I think he is going to be the next coach in line if all does fail with Lindy Ruff. So that's my uh, overall thing with Andrew Burnett. I've talked about that enough. But over their four power plays, uh, the Devils had a lot of uh, great chances to try to find the back of the net. They did not give up on anything shorthanded to the Canadians either, which is a significant uh, improvement from last year because that was a huge, huge, huge problem last year. The Devils giving up a lot of shorthanded goals, and it just you sometimes forgot that they were uh, the man-up advantage. But considering the fact that the Devils didn't have Jack Hughes or, or their full arsenal of power play weapons, to see them perform that way was a good sign. Now, that's what Alex Shabansi stated. Would have to agree with him because – Power play does look a lot better, and the New Jersey Devils do look a lot more polished. Now, like I said about the Mackenzie Blackwood thing, you don't want to overreact to anything. But at the same time, this is something to take note of, which is the Devils just look a lot better in that sort of aspect. And I think that's going to play a huge factor going into the season. So hopefully they're able to ride that momentum going forward. And I I liked uh, what I saw in that preseason action now. You know, whether or not they can uh, weather the storm and keep that going, uh, we're just going to have to wait and see. But so far, so good. Boquist is off to a good start. Now, Jesper Boquist, what more can I say about him? Um, last season, he went on a big FU tour, and some of my more avid listeners are probably already aware of this. But going into the season uh, last year, I said that Jesper Boquist, I don't want him in the NHL. I don't want him in Utica. I think if he doesn't perform up to par – then he's going to be waived come January. I thought he was a goner. I thought he was a um, a bona fide goner, but he was able to prove me wrong. He went on a pretty decent tear, and he was able to have a solid production for New Jersey Devils. Now, here's what Alex Vonsi had to say about uh, Boquist and his overall uh, production. It's a pretty significant preseason for Jesper Boquist with prospects like Alexander Holtz and Fabian Zetterlin pushing for NHL roster spots. His spot as a regular is far from guaranteed. Add Eric Halla to the uh, mix as well over the summer. And Boquist will have to show Ruff and his staff he deserves to be on the team's third-line center 
over his competition. Now, here's the thing about Jesper Boquist. Unfortunately, and similar to a lot of other prospects that the New Jersey Devils have or a lot of other players, he's just the odd man out because it's just like, look, whether you want to admit or not, Fabian Zetterlin and Alexander Holtz are by far the the two front runners to make a roster spot for New Jersey Devils. At least one of them is going to get it, one or both. Now, Fabian Zetterlin is an interesting situation just because, you know, signed to a two-way deal. So if you send him down, it's just like you run the risk of putting him on waivers and then uh, another team picking him up. So that's the risk you run into, which is a team could just swoop in and get him and then we lose him for essentially nothing because – I, I can assure you, I can I can bet all the money in the world, which, by the way, we'll talk more about bet online momentarily. Um, I, I Yeah, like I said, I can bet all the money in the world that if Fabian Zetterlin goes on waivers, then he's going to get picked up. So that's the risk you run. But I hopefully, hopefully that's not the case. I do want both of those players to make the opening night roster. But, you know, it is going to be very hard. And I just think that someone like Jesper Boquist, unfortunately – this time around, despite his solid production last year, he is going to be the scapegoat this time by. So for his first preseason game, Bolquist did about as well as he could have. He tallied a secondary assist on Tatar's power play goal, but it was the five-on-five where he stood out. So uh, Al Shabansi put a lot of uh, advanced analytics just backing up his claim, saying that uh, Jesper Bolquist was playing well in five-on-five situations for the Devils. Now, um, like I said, it's just like, uh, can Jesper Boquist make the opening night roster? I don't know. He, he's got some competition because, you know, you do need to factor in that Eric Halla is there, like Al Shabansi said. Then you got the um, you, you got the other line combination of possibly Miles Wood, Nathan Bastion, Michael McLeod. So it's just like, can you beat Bastion or McLeod for a roster spot? But at, at the same time, it's just like, you know, uh, I, I don't know what's going to happen to Jesper Boquist. I don't know what's going to happen to Fabian Zerlin or Alexander Holtz. I hope, um, you know, I, if it was up to me, I wish they could all stay. But unfortunately, there is only a limited amount of spots, and uh, someone is going to definitely get cut. Not not those three. I'm not saying those three, but someone for the New Jersey Devils is definitely going to be, you know, placed on the waivers, and it, it's going to be a decent player that I feel as though we're going to regret giving up now. Before we continue with today's episode, I want to bring you guys the first and only live read this morning, and it comes from our friends at BetOnline. So BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sport wagering information with live betting and up-to-minute scores for every sport out there. The latest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more about the transaction. BetOnline, where the game starts. Please remember to gamble responsibly and visit our friends at Lockdown Bets for all your betting needs there as well. Okay, let's continue to look at some of these key takeaways, courtesy of Chrissy Flannery and also Alex Javansi. So, Alex Shabansi said that Clark made an impression. Now, uh, here's what Alex Shabansi said. He said, Graham Clark may have been a bit of an uphill climb to make the Devils opening night roster. Ain't that the truth? I certainly did not pick uh, Clark to make the opening night roster for New Jersey Devils. I don't think he has a legitimate chance, but he could still try to make a decent name for himself. And I think that's what he's been trying to do because he was able to score in that game against the Montreal Canadiens. He also had another good opportunity that just missed the net. So, 
ultimately Graham Clark making the opening night roster. I don't think it's going to happen, but here's what uh, Chavante had to say. He said for the game, Clark finished with four shots on goal, three of which came at five on five, had three grade B chances at five on five, which tied for second most on the team and three grade A chances tied with Jesper Bratt for the most uh, Clark's on ice metrics of the game state were quite good as well. Now, like I said, no chance to make the team. I, I here here's my uh, hot take, or here's my two cent opinion. Graham Clark could have had a hat trick, and he's still not going to make the opening night roster for New Jersey Devils. Just, just no way. He'll he'll uh, get an opportunity, just not, just not right now. It's just not his time. So, Graham Clark, good showing. Now, something that uh, I found in Alex Chavancy's article that I find very impressive is that the Devils were really good at five on five. While it was only a preseason contest, the Devils dominated at 5-on-5. Five five. They finished the game with a 64.79 Corsi 4 percentage, 46-25 to 25 shot attempt advantage, and a 76.53 expected goals percentage. And it's not like the Canadians dressed a completely watered-down lineup. Cole Caulfield, Mike Hoffman, uh, others were suited up for that game as well, which is why I was surprised that Lindy Ruffin uh, put Jack Hughes for the first game of the year and then sit him for the Islanders game. But, you know, that's not my business. That's why I'm not a head coach. But, you know, it like Alex Chavancy said, it's just like, well, the thing is, the Canadians are not a good team. So it's just like I would expect for us to win, even if it even if they did put down their best lineup, just because I think their best is not up to par with our best. So, yes, while that is impressive, I'm still going to say that I, I expected the Devils to win even if they put uh, their C team lineup, whatever that, whatever that is. Now, from one the hockey writers to another, let's look at Christy Flannery. So her big takeaway that I want to discuss is Hala and Marino impressed in their preseason debut. Here's what she had to say. She said, it is safe to say the team's newest acquisitions shined in Tuesday night's victory as Hala scored the team's final goal of the night, getting the puck past Schneider after receiving a pass from Wood. Remember, I praised Wood for his overall determination and his hustle because that's going to be crucial for the Devils this season. Since the start of training camp, the two players have been on a line with Mercer, and they are focused on improving their chemistry. So I, I like that. I think Hala and Marino have definitely, uh, you know, uh, held up their weight nicely. Uh, I, I saw a few tweets saying that Marino was very impressive in terms of just skating really fast because he was keeping up with Jack Hughes. So uh, that that's a, a takeaway that I certainly want to discuss more just because I don't think I talked much about Eric Halla or John Marino, and they definitely deserve a lot more credit for what they've been able to do so far. So, yeah, credit to Marino and credit to uh, Halla as well for – having a good debut for New Jersey Devils, and hopefully they can, um, you know, continue with that. Now, another thing that I mentioned briefly because Shimon Nemetz uh, had three takeaways in his uh, unofficial debut for Devils. So uh, Christy Flannery said that Nemesh made his preseason debut, like I just mentioned, uh, playing 20, about 20 minutes, which was the second highest amongst defensemen behind Hamilton. Additionally, the coaching staff gave him time on the team's second power play unit. After the game, he talked to, uh, NHL.com about his performance. I think I played a solid game. Sometimes I make mistakes. You know, the thing with Nemetz is similar to uh, Graham Clark. I don't think he has any – I don't – well, let, let me rephrase that. 
He has a decent chance of making the roster. I really don't think he's going to, though, just because there's really no rush to bring him up this quickly. Just let him develop in Utica, and I think that's the overall game strategy. And if he's able to have a good preseason, more power to him, but I still don't think he's going to uh, make the opening night roster. I just don't think it's in the best interest to do so. Now, uh, another takeaway that I want to discuss from Christy Flannery, and this is her final takeaway, which is, the Palat, Hughes, and Holtz line continues to show promise. Now, I don't know what's going to happen with Fabian Zetterlin, but the fact that Alexander Holtz is showing out with Andre Palat and Jack Hughes, I think you'd be – like I said, I'll give it a couple more uh, preseason games before I make a final verdict. But for right now, Alexander Holtz is really showing why he deserves that final roster spot for New Jersey Devils, or not final roster spots, but one of the few final roster spots. So um, – Fabian Zellin, he's been playing really well despite some of his setbacks, including uh, issues wrong with his visa. Um, you know, he, he's continuing to just pick up right where he left off. He looks a lot more effective. He looks a lot more aggressive. He he signed a two-way deal with the New Jersey Devils. So, like I said, if you, if you send him down, I think he has to go through waivers. And it's just like you don't want to run the risk of someone picking him up. So, you know, that that that's kind of the – a bargain you might take, but I just I just think there's got to be a way for Alexander Holtz and Fabian Zetterlund to make the opening night roster, but that means someone is definitely going to get way for New Jersey Devils. Now, um, like I said, I know I broke down a lot of this in my previous couple episodes, but I just wanted to give you guys a various amount of opinions and just different perspectives from two friends of the show. So shout out to Christy Flannery, shout out to Alex Javonsi. Uh, can't wait to continue to cover the season with you guys via Twitter. And let me know what you guys think. What were some of your takeaways the past couple of days for New Jersey Devils? I'm curious to hear your guys' thoughts. So leave a comment down below if you're watching on YouTube. And if you're listening on a podcast streaming service, make sure to hit me up on my personal Twitter page at TreyMatt4 and the show's Twitter page at LockedOnDevils. As for today's episode, that's all the time I have for you. So continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again.